1: And gentlemen. This is the Rich Eisen Show
0: with guest host Andrew Siciliano.
2: He is a brilliant, brilliant creator. He's in charge of every detail. He knows what he wants. It works.
3: Live from the Rich
0: Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Earlier on the show. From pro football focus, Trevor Sikama. Coming up. 49ers radio play-by-play
3: announcer, Greg Papa. Plus, your phone calls, latest news, and more. And Now, sitting in for Rich, it's Andrew Siciliano.
0: You
1: get me for today, you get me for tomorrow. Uh, Rich is back on Monday. Welcome to uh, the final hour of the Rich Eisen Show. You know, I was taught years ago by uh, my boss in radio, you should never say hour number one, hour number two, hour number three. Um, But I, I just did it there. I throw a flag on myself <laughs> because I was told you never want to make your listener or viewer feel bad that they weren't there or like, feel like they were missing something. Oh, and I'm interesting. like,
3: that that that's his philosophy. Is that philosophy. a is that an AER thing? Did you no, want no, 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 that was it? it was what? an
1: old Fox sports radio oh. thing. Andrew Ashwood, may he rest in peace. But I don't think that's, I don't think that works anymore because now you could pod the show, podcast the show later. I think now that should change. Because now, right, you can go back and listen to what you missed. Anyway, Trevor Sycamore is what you missed earlier. He had the new PFF mock draft, and he has at number two overall Drake May to the Denver Broncos after a trade. Hmm. Coming up this hour, trying to get a a hold of him. He is on vacation today. He is driving to vacation today. But the voice of the 49ers, Greg Papa, is nice enough to join us coming up shortly when we get a hold of him to tell you what they are going to do with defensive coordinator now that Steve Wilkes is out. We also have breaking news from Adam Schefter that the Seahawks are not going to cut Geno Smith this week. That had been a thing. Really? It had been a thing. Because Geno has roughly 13 million on his contract that was to become guaranteed tomorrow. Now, no one thought it was like, "Oh yeah, they're whacking him." But there was a chance. One of those things had been whispered: mm. maybe the Seahawks just get the money with, get the pain with, over, over with now, and get rid of him. Doesn't mean they won't draft a quarterback, but just get rid of him this week, that is not gonna happen. If it had happened, what they're doing, they're moving some money around. If it had happened, that that would have meant Geno Smith could have signed with the team tomorrow or Monday. And he could have gone to, say, the Falcons. Oh. Or the Steelers. Oh. Or I don't know. The Commanders in advance of taking a quarterback at two. I don't know. Just saying, it could have happened. But again, the breaking news from uh, the ESPN that that is not going to happen.
3: Wouldn't be surprised if they took a quarterback anyway. Seattle's kind of been one of those teams, even with Russell Wilson there. You know, the Pete Carroll always compete. They always seem to get more guys in the quarterback room and just see what you got.
1: Well, look, John Schneider now... um, I think if there's one headline from all the coaching moves in the off season and the firings here, um, that, that maybe doesn't get enough attention is that called a consolidation of power. But John Schneider is unquestionably the man in charge now in Seattle. He was running the draft before, but it was a very collaborative effort. He's been the GM obviously, but it's been a collaborative effort. Um, yeah, McDonald, is a new head coach, but John Schneider is certainly the man in charge here, and he's been known to be a dealmaker. He's been known to have his eyes on a quarterback for a long, long time, long before Russell Wilson exited stage left in 2018. He was there scouting Josh Allen at Wyoming in 2018, long before the Russell trade to Denver. Anyway, let's get the phone number out of the way as we wait here for Greg Papa, who, by the way, um, Hoskins uh, just did text Um, I said, waiting for the call. I said, we're going to call you. He said, okay. So, just heads up. Um, Where was I? Uh,
3: 844-204-RICH.
1: 844-204-RICH. 844-204-RICH. The Roku channel is 210. Sirius is 161. XM is 206. Online is 998. You can stream it for free on the Odyssey app or odyssey.com. We're on the Twitter and the Instagram at Rich Eisenshow, at Rich Eisenshow, Chris Brockman, We Michael are monitoring Maltufo, the socials. TJ Jefferson. We are monitoring the socials here as well. Um, and obviously keep an eye on what's going down in Kansas City. Um, the numbers are up to 23, one dead, 23 shot. Many of those shot children. We could tell you, thankfully, that all of the children are expected to recover from their physical injuries. Um. Mental, I don't know when the kids get over it. You know, I said before, you feel safe anywhere anymore? I I know you're not safe when you leave your house, right? You're you're taking a risk every time you walk out that front door. But kids shouldn't be shot at a parade. And I wish it would stop, but it doesn't stop. It's not a rant about gun control. Just you shouldn't be shot at a parade,
4: especially if you're a kid. Can I add to a parade at school in church in the grocery store on the street anywhere like exactly awful
1: yeah and um like when when it comes down to sports like we don't want to be covering these stories not that we're the issue here not that covering these stories is the worst part of the story it it, it's not um but when you go to parade you should feel safe with your kids Mm -hmm. but honestly my anxiety not necessarily gunfire at a public setting. It, it's stampede, right? When something like that happens, and that is always my anxiety, like I'm looking over my shoulder, where's the exit? Right. Right? Yep. Always know Always know where the door is. Uh, Jason and Travis on the New Heights podcast a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, actually, I think they did this topic too, because Jason was asking, and I'm going to make the turn to Taylor Swift here. I didn't plan this, but Jason asked Travis... When you and Taylor are out, Mm -hmm. like, where do you sit? Right? Do you sit facing the room or facing the door so that you keep an eye on an exit? And he's like, oh, she's got all the bodyguards. Like, we're good. Right? And Jason said, no, 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 no. As a man, not that, you know, security in public is always the man's responsibility, but Jason's like, when I'm with my family, Right, I'm with my wife, with Kylie, and I feel like, obviously, everything is on my shoulders. I sit with my back to the wall. I'm in the booth, yep. and I am scanning. I know where that door is. And that's not necessarily a gunfire in public thing. That is just a, if something goes down, I gotta know to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, there are plenty of us who always, gun debate aside, have that in their head i'm always afraid of the stampede
4: that's just me and andrew you know ever since that that horrible thing happened uh at the batman movie a few years ago yeah in Colorado, exactly i've never gone into a movie theater without kind of like eyeing it's just tj i the same I, way i hate doing it like i went to see one love the bob marley movie yesterday yeah and as i'm sitting down the first thing I'm doing is I'm scanning. All right, where is the exit? Just I, and I you hate gotta doing do it, it. Unfortunately, and it, it makes me sick to my stomach that I feel that way. And I'm glad you brought it up to see that. Like, obviously, I'm not the only person. You are who not feels the only way. one, TJ. Again.
1: Not the only one. All right, we'll uh, we'll update the Kansas City story. Unfortunately, when we have more information. In the meantime, we'll turn um, as professionally as we can to the football. Yesterday, right around the same time, uh, Kyle Shanahan was doing a uh, a conference call. You knew that when. A conference call was called with media this after his Tuesday presser that something was up. And in the end, it is Steve Wilkes out after one season as defensive coordinator. The voice, the legendary voice of the San Francisco 49ers, Greg Papa, is on vacation today, driving to his vacation home. (laughs) And he's kind enough to pick up the phone and answer our questions. How are you, sir?
2: Well, I'm heading up to Tahoe to do a little skiing, and uh, but today would be the day, Andrew. At the events of uh, Sunday night gone just one play differently. We'd be having our Super Bowl parade, yeah. <laughs> starting in Santa Clara and all the way through uh, the Bay up uh, 101 and all the way to San Francisco. But uh, I do want to start by sending out from the 49ers organization our, our deepest condolences. Our thoughts and prayers are with the folks at Kansas City after a horrific uh you know senseless speakless tragedy yesterday that marred a great celebration for them we can congratulate them on their super bowl and and hopefully the uh the citizens of kansas city will be able to pull through but that was a rough afternoon to be able to watch that
1: yeah it was um greg how is the story played in the bay area
2: well it's hard i mean we, we uh we lost to them in, in uh you know february of 2020 after the 19 season and uh we were going to have a big parade. You know, we had a, they were in a third and 15 with seven minutes and 13 seconds to play in the Super Bowl. And they ran a, a infamous play, famous uh, famous play there, infamous here. 2-3, Chip, Jet, Wasp, the 13, third and 15 to Tyreek Andrew. And otherwise, I think we win that Super Bowl. But looking back on it, we would have had a huge parade. There may have been a million people in San Francisco for that parade to celebrate their first title since 94. And we had a global pandemic hit you know right around that time we were unaware of a killer virus was out there so maybe in retrospect it saved a lot of lives and um, but what happened yesterday in Kansas City you have to wonder um, we ever going to be able to have a normal parade and celebration to celebrate our champions or are we going to have to do it in a stadium where fans go through a metal detector to get in and, and if you do it that way you're not going to be able to have a half a million or a million people so Obviously, we're sickened by it. You know, our thoughts and prayers go out to the folks of Kansas City.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Um, and now we turn to the off season. Not not callously turning to the off season, but you know, there is business to be done here. Free agency is right around the corner. The combine is is even closer than that in two weeks. Were you surprised? Actually, let me rephrase that. If they had won, would Steve Wilkes still be the DC today?
2: Well, to your first question, I'm not surprised at all. And had they won the game, uh, I think there's a strong chance that Kyle makes a change anyway. There, there was just a a disconnect with Steve from the beginning, and I think it's just it's no it's no fault of Steve's. He's a very impressive human being. When I first met him and did a lengthy, you know, a panel with the season ticket holders in front of thousands of people, he he was extremely impressive, cerebral, very much a I think a head coaching kind of guy, a CEO. Maybe he's better served to be a head coach than he was as a D.C. with this particular team. But it's just, you got to understand, Robert Sala and D'Amico Ryans raised Fred Warner and, and Dre Greenlaw and Nick Bosa. It just was more of an internal way of which they, they did things here. And it was going to be tough. I, I was a little surprised that Kyle went outside the building to hire Steve. But what he was trying to duplicate, Andrew, was what the Niners did, George Seaford did, in the early 90s when Mike Holmgren left to be the coach of the Packers. They brought in Mike Shanahan, Kyle's dad, you know, to tweak that Bill Walsh, Mike Holmgren offense. And Mike lived in a hotel. Kyle and his and his mom, Peggy, weren't even there for three, four months. And he just watched every, every tape, every, you know, uh, ounce of film and all the audio from Coach Walsh and Holmgren and put his own spin on it. And they had heartbreaks. They lost to the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys game in 92? And 93 in Dallas before they finally got the monkey off their back in 94. So Kyle was looking for that. And Steve Wilks, he holed up at a hotel when he moved out, you know, about a year ago at this time. And for whatever reason, there was just a, it just didn't connect. Um, I think a lot of it was they asked Coach Wilks to, to learn the Niner terminology and, and, and calling plays on defense is not like Kyle's three-paragraph offense. You can call you know a defensive play Anaheim. Is their call for a cover three, which they run a lot, but it was it was more, you know, Steve come in and run our defense and make your subtle tweaks, and maybe he would have made more had he gotten past this year. He would have made more in year two, and like Mike Shanahan been able to figure it all out at some point and win the Super Bowl, but it just it just didn't work um, for a lot of different reasons. And I think um, I felt, you know, halftime of the of the Lion game and the championship game down twenty four seven, there was going to be a change made. They came back and won that game, and then. I think it's a broader, you know, say you just get Mahomes down on the ground on that fourth and one, yeah. you make one play, you win the Super Bowl. It would have been harder to make a change, but I think there was a disconnect that spoke more than just one one game. It wasn't that. So now the question is, you know, what does Kyle do? Does he, does he want to run that? You know, it's not like every single snap is covered three defense, but that's basically what they major in and then they adjust off of that. That's what Salah ran almost every snap in the early days when we went to the Super Bowl in 19. And then, you know, with D'Amico, made a little more changing where he do more, you know, uh, you know, cover two on one side, cover four on the other, and you know, mix in three and a little more one. Um, so we'll see if he wants to stay married to that. I think he does. But, you know, if you go outside of the building and you talk to somebody like Mike Vrabel, um, now, are they going to change to a 3-4 defense and ask Nick to buzz out in coverage like the Chargers do Joey Bosa? I don't, I don't think they'll do that. So the question is, do you want to go outside the building, which is intriguing because you have some of the greatest defensive coaches available that have been, maybe they're overqualified. You're really going to you know, get Bill Belichick to take this job or Pete Carroll or Mike Vrabel. I think more realistically, Brandon Staley would be someone. But he's but a he's again, a three-four guy. guy. Yeah, he's a he's a Fangio guy. It's right, cover four. Yeah, so that's up to Kyle if he, and just knowing him and talking to him over the years, I think he does want to continue with the same defense. But he has talked to Fangio in years past about running the defense. So if he does want to bring in a guy who is a disciple of Lord Fangio, you know, Staley would be the guy
1: fascinating talking to Greg Papa here the voice of the 49ers coming off the uh, Super Bowl 58 loss and heading out on vacation again grateful thank you Greg for doing this uh, y- you mentioned Belichick obviously that's been kicked around that that seems farcical though I mean, that- he wouldn't would-, would Kyle make the call
2: you mean as far as uh- if Belichick's on the staff. Yeah.
1: Like, like, I mean, I've already seen it written. Would Kyle Shanahan pick up the phone and call Bill Belichick and say, do you want to be defensive coordinator? That sounds insane.
2: They have a relationship. They, they text back and forth. Uh, When when Jimmy Garoppolo was traded to the Niners by Belichick, it was Belichick reaching out to Kyle. And obviously John Lynch, they've made other trades and uh, they've talked. So I, you know, maybe you do it through a intermediary or an agent. You don't want to offend him. Uh, you know, he's but he was a great defensive coordinator. I mean, the two greatest sure. games ever coordinated in history is when he beat the Niners in the 1990 championship game, and the Leonard Marshall hit on Joe. And then what he did to the Bills in Super Bowl 25, playing nickel the whole game. I mean, he loves defense. That would be up to him. You probably know him a little bit. I mean, does you want to go into TV? Does he want to come in and coach defense for a year? Uh, I don't think it'd be insulting to reach out to him. But, you know, he would he want to do it? If he wanted to do it, hell, go, go at it. And then, you know, the question would be if he's on the staff, Kyle's still the head coach. But Belichick knows the pecking order. I mean, when he was with Parcells, um, you know, there was a lot of snapping there, going back and forth. He knows how a structure is work. He's respectful of his job. Now, would he want to do it? I, I have no, I'm not going to speak for him, but he could come here and win a Super Bowl, And then also, you know, maybe take some of the Niner offensive coaches with him when he goes to his next stop or, or players that are going to be available. I, I, am not going to speak for coach Belichick. That's up to him. I think Pete Carroll would be more of a natural fit because with Belichick, you know, he likes to vary his fronts. It'd be a very different defense, I'm not saying he has to run a three, four or you know, but Bill does vary things, which Kyle may be open to. I mean, I've spoken to Kyle many times about Bill Belichick. He's he's the best defensive coach of, uh, you know, this uh, maybe of all time, certainly of recent years. Um, so he has great respect for him. There's no doubt. It's glowing. And Mike Shanahan does as well. They they went at each other a lot. But um, I think that's, you know, just as far as a structure, um, you'd have to change things. And ultimately, what, whoever the name is, you want them to get the best, the most out of your players. So, what's the best defense to run for Fred Andre and and Nick and Charverius Ward and Deamond Lenore and Tylan Fungo? That's that's who you're trying to serve. Um, but Pete Carroll, you know, the, the the defense the Niners are running and has since Kyle's been the head coach. It's Pete's is the defense, Seattle defense, yeah, Pete's Seattle's. And he's the guy who did it. So he got away from it a little bit the last couple of years. He's from the Bay Area. He used to be a defensive coordinator of the Niners. In fact, when Mike Shanahan left to become the head coach in Denver, I think he, he moved into into uh, Pete Carroll, moved to, I don't want to say Mike's house, but then they, I think the same school district. They all just kind of swapped. <laughs> um, and Pete's from here. He's from Marin, Greenberry. And so, I mean, does Pete want to do that, though? He's been coaching as the head coach level for 20 years. He hasn't run a defense since he was with the Niners in the mid 90s. So I don't know. I mean, Mike Vrabel may still want to be ascending. They do have internal candidates. I think the one people aren't talking about, obviously, Chris Kasarik, the D-line coach, Johnny Howland, the linebacker coach, Daniel Bullock's the secondary coach, but there's a guy on the staff, Nick Sorensen, who was with Pete Carroll in Seattle when they won the championship, and they won the Super Bowl 10 years ago, and he he did a number of things on that staff, special teams, and then he segued over. He did play DB in the NFL, and He's very instrumental. Just watching him run the defense on, you know, walkthrough Saturdays and scout preparations. He's he's the one who's really hands on, quite a bit. But uh, he's never, you know, run a defense before. to be somewhat of a leap of faith. But at the same time, neither did D'Amico Ryan's. He had a good idea he could do it. But D'Amico was a you know, great linebacker and a linebacker coach. So it'll be it'll be intriguing to, to see which way Kyle goes. First of all, do you want to go internal, external? Inside the building, outside, and, and do you want to change the structure of the defense at all, or do you want to stay predominantly being a cover three based defense?
1: And, and then, if it's Pete or Vrabel or Belichick, then I I, I want the cameras in there for hard knocks because that would be <laughs> that would be must see TV.
2: Now, we wouldn't have to, wouldn't we? We went to the Super Bowl last year. I know, but, but, we don't meet the but
1: still, still just do it, I know, which they He's wouldn't do it. I um, would not like that. want to go back to the game. One last thing here before I let you go. And again, thank you for your time here on vacation.
2: Anything for you, brother. Anything
1: so I, I don't know if you've seen, have you seen the uh, Inside the NFL treatment yet, or can you not watch?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I've watched snippets. Honestly, it's painful for me. Yeah. I went back and watched the game a little bit, but I've. I've seen the excerpts. Which one okay. you want to talk
1: about? Well, let's talk about the fourth and one here because you got Trent Williams on the sideline saying, watch the keeper. It, it, it's going to yeah. be pad. He's going to run. Um, yeah. And then you see the sideline angle when he does turn the corner and when, when Bosa realizes, you know, they blew it, he kind of has his hands out like, what the H, right? And then you have Trent Williams again kind of saying, like, I, I told you on the sideline. When, yeah. when you and yeah. Tim Ryan are up there in the booth, your, your great partner, the great T-Rock, what did you see? Did you guys see it coming? How did it unfold?
2: Well, I mean, there were several plays. That was obviously a big one. But I think the fact that Kelsey let him out in space there, it, it was really hard to defend that play. Either way, it was a perfect, unless you overload the side he's going to and he made his check to the other side, it was going to be a difficult because he had a two-way option. If there was pressure right in space, then Kelsey just releases the flat. So it was a really hard play. To cover the one that bothered me more was the zone read they ran right behind it mm-hmm. and i i know nick said um he hasn't run that and even tony romo has said i we've all seen patrick mahomes run are you kidding me i mean last year in the super bowl with a bad ankle he ran past javon hargrave to get him to field goal range to win and he did the same thing to us later in the game and he did it against cincinnati he did it against jacksonville he did it on one foot because he had the high ankle sprain so he led them in rushing. The leading rusher for the Kansas City. 66 Chiefs yards. Yep. Was not Pacheco, was, it was him. So, you know, that he's, uh, you know, so th- those are, you know, but, you know, there are elements to uh, their offense that's really hard to defend. And I think looking back on it, um, I'd like to see the Niners incorporate more combination routes to pop Debo Samuel open, not just try to run linear routes against Trent McDuffie where he just cannot uncover. What Kansas City does, like the, you know, the, the, the corn dog play that they ran to Tony and Sky Moore in last year's Super Bowl, that's ultimately what beat us, was that in-and-out action by by McCole Hardman. And it's hard to cover that. You know, Traverius Ward, they didn't throw a Traverius Ward the whole day. But when they needed that touchdown, they ran a sprint right option that way, and it's an easy pitch. And then Kelsey just runs a little interference. So the bottom line is they're – Three outstanding coaches, and Matt Nagy's there as well. But he got Andy Reid, Steve Spagnolo and and Dave Tobe. I mean, these are veteran guys that have been—they're all in their sixties. They've been around forever. You knew going into the game, their personnel is, is fabulous, obviously on both sides of the ball, and the scheme would pop. So that one play, frustrating, but that was to me a really hard play to cover. Uh, they also did some things earlier in the game. They they had a short yardage situation where the Niners, and they typically run a wide nine front, the Niners, but they pinched in. They had Bosa, Hargrave, Armstead, and the other end, Chase Young, all in the A and B gap. They had nowhere to go. And so at Kansas City was forced to burn a timeout. They seemed unprepared. I thought they'd run one of their patented jet sweeps off of it or a pitch and get wide because they loaded up in the A and B gap. So that's one play, I and mean, that's a hard play to cover when he's giving you a two-way go there. You know, with him rolling out to keep it, or if you step up and get in his face, he's going to get it out to Kelsey somehow, so what do you do in that play? But there were, there were a lot of plays the Niners won on defense where Kansas City wasn't ready, and in the ultimate analysis, they they made the big plays at the end, and it's a hell of a tough loss, Andrew. I mean, going back to the Super Bowl 54 loss, just brutal. You had them down, you know, 10 points with 7-13 to play the championship game in L.A., not able to convert a second and one or a third and two, drop a pick. And last year in Philly, the quarterback gets his elbow ripped off, and then this one, he you gets your heart ripped out. So I've been with the Niners five years now. We've lost two Super Bowls and two NFC Championship games. So Ugh. it's hard, and it's really, you know, it's easy to go back and look at moments and plays, and Trent could see it from the sideline. But when you're in the middle of it, you know, they, they just they got him outflanked on that play.
1: And, yeah. Mahomes is also like Mahomes. He's Mahomes, the ultimate deodorant. If if the play <laughs> stinks, he'll make yeah. it smell better.
2: That's a John Madden quote, I think. Winning is the ultimate deodorant.
1: Exactly, and he is the ultimate quarterback to erase all negative things. And he won again. And now uh, it is vacation time. I, I hope you uh, you ski safely. You enjoy uh, some time by the fire with your feet up, pour a cocktail, yeah. and uh, yeah. and uh, Take your mind off
2: this stuff. We yeah, appreciate I'm take you. about a week and a half off before I come back to work, and by then we still have lost the Super Bowl. So <laughs> I'm it's sorry. one of those you never get over.
1: Oh,
2: but, uh, hey, but at some point, you, the, the hard part is it's a beautiful day in the Bay Area. We'd be having a parade in downtown San Francisco <sighs> right now. Hey, yeah.
1: I, I, as a Browns fan, I'm still replaying the opening drive of the third quarter, in which they're in plus territory, and it's a it's a field goal game. They're going in, and and right. but they didn't. So yeah.
2: it happens. That's why we love sports, right?
1: It's also why we hate sports. Yes. Greg right. <laughs> Papa, you're the best, man. Talk best to you soon. My friend. Thank you, Andrew. Greg <laughs> Papa, the voice of the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. A lot to unpack there. He didn't say no to Belichick, did he? I didn't hear a no. No. I told you Pete Carroll's in this thing. I you watch. Mm. Uh, all right. Coming up next. Brockman with the Tiger Update. Yes. He's on the prowl. Lurking. On the Rich Eisen Show.
5: Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. What was going through your head when David Baker appeared all of a sudden, Bill?
0: You know, it's a, it, I had absolutely no idea. And the ironic part of it was that I sat down that morning with my wife, Veronica. You know, I, and I talked about it. I said, I don't think I'm going to get in, and I'm okay with it. I almost put some closure on it. And... um I was okay, you know. When I came in, no one really said anything. We weren't discussing it. I thought, well, that's being pretty professional. And I appreciated them kind of like giving me my space from it all. And um, I was getting ready to do an eye vision with uh, with Phil Sims and talking about Lamar Jackson. And then next thing I turn around, I see David Baker. and We all know what he stands for. And um, and it just was a lot of things to try to process at the time. It's kind of why I thought this is this is the way I I thought this was going to be. I thought I was going to get a call that Says, hey, you know, you were close but you didn't get in and we'd all find out on Tuesday night or something because it's going to air on Wednesday and um, yeah, it was almost surreal and um, it's so funny, I sat back and watched Jimmy Johnson the same thing happened to him yep. on the halftime of the of the, yeah. of the second game on, 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 on Sunday after he yep. got home and I know exactly what he was feeling. As a matter of fact, I had to put out a tweet and I, the first thing I thought about is, you know, did Adam Stanley really know that he had two future Hall of Fame players watching Bobby Boucher on the water <laughs> And Jimmy, Jimmy Jimmy, Johnson and what? I were down there, and That's I remember good. Jimmy and I, and this is like 1997, 98, whatever it was. And um, <laughs> and Adam actually, I think, since then retweeted, and I said, but we're talking about Boogie Boost, Bobby Boucher, and he sat, he's saying he's like Zach Taylor. I go, no, he's like Greg Lloyd. And, he goes, whatever. and um, So it's going to be really, really kind of fun to kind of get reunited with Jimmy uh, over that little one.
5: That's fantastic, Bill. I mean, that is just great.
1: And we're back on the Rich Eisen Show here telling you that I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, which is, if you don't know by now, you should. It's on you. It's furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry Granger is the right product for you call or click ranger.com or just stop by a um, couple of things in the NFL going on right now. Cliff Kingsbury is on the podium his introductory press conference in Washington says he doesn't want to get into why things fell apart with the Raiders, remember, he's going to be the Raiders OC. They they never right. got a deal, even though everyone reported it. Yep. He says he has respect for Mark Davis, and Antonio Pierce said all the right things, but don't want to get into specifics. There was a report as well over the weekend. Was it our Ian Rappaport? Don't remember. That said Magic Johnson factored in recruiting ah. Cliff Kingsbury Magic, remember? Minority owner of the Commanders, away from Vegas and to Washington. He was asked, point blank, hey, um, uh, yeah. Um, what about Magic's involvement? I don't want to comment. Uh, any that. Spe- I don't want to get into specifics again, guys. Hmm, so wouldn't go there. Also said just now it, it's not real air raid. He says, yeah, it is. Um, he likes to run past balance. We didn't really see that ever in Arizona. We didn't. <laughs> no. I mean, James Conner was good. Sure. But wouldn't call it a balance. Yeah, exactly. James Conner had a fantastic 2022.
3: Yeah. Amazing. He, he might have had the NFL in touchdowns. He did lead the NFL in touchdowns, touchdowns yeah. yeah.
1: From scrimmage, tied for that league yeah. lead, rather, at least. Um, I, I had to jump back on the air here, so I, I have not yet heard his answers to the are you going to go get Caleb Williams <laughs> question. Um, but I'm sure he's going to get it. Also, um, some of the salary cap uh, know-it-alls on Twitter are saying that with the way the, uh, the Seahawks have structured um, their restructuring, rather, of Geno's contract, Uh, With his bonus due on Friday, there is still a window to trade Gino up until the 17th. um, That is a couple of days into the new league year. The new league year, circle it on your calendar, is the 13th, 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 o'clock specific. That is when the ball drops on the new league year. And that is when, and we'll have wall-to-wall coverage beginning on Monday on NFL Network, that is when the deals that we will begin telling you about on Monday the 11th can become officially official. At 4 o'clock Eastern time on Wednesday, March 13. Got it? And that is when trades that will inevitably be done between now and then can become official. Like? two years ago, the Russell Wilson trade. It happened obviously before March 13th or before the start of the new league year. Anyway, um, Cliff was just asked about Caleb. He said, great kid. All those, all those good things. Anyway, breaking news from Riviera. Tiger Woods in the opening round of the Genesis Invitational is where on the big board, Chris Brockman?
3: Oh, Andrew, fellas, Tiger Woods, T-17 right now on the green from the fairway at number nine, one under. The okay. leaders, Jordan Spieth, Patrick Cantlay, both teed off just a minute ago on 10. They sit five under through nine, one better than Will Zalatoris. Okay,
1: so to be clear, Tiger's one under, and he's playing the back-
3: no, it just finished uh, the eighth hole. He is just hit the green on nine. Okay, T-shirt I misheard the you. the Fairway. Gotcha. Nice, beautiful approach. He's got about 30 feet for Birdie.
1: Okay. There you go.
3: Beautiful Tiger. day at Riviera. Back at it. sun is
1: Not out. What a beautiful day. The crowd is robust.
4: Beautiful day. Daga, 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 daga.
1: You and I are. As of right now, tentatively planning to go tomorrow after this big show. Come
3: say hello if you see us walking the ground. Do we have tickets yet? I do. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about your situation. I am all set for tomorrow. So then you're not going together is
4: what you're saying. You're attending and he's attempting to attend. Yeah. <laughs> I do. You texted me Monday or Dude, Tuesday. Tuesday.
1: To Dude, do you going to rib After the show Friday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What
4: well, if mean, you know. Matthew, buy it for him oh, I, I, I then?
1: Didn't, I didn't ask you to buy me a ticket or I get me to, to, yeah, to bamboozle me a ticket. We, we did not go together last year, but we did run into each other. And hung out a yeah. little bit there yeah, yeah. last year uh, i did in last year <laughs> um i think i got one tomorrow I'll, I'll figure it out
4: Andrew, you know if someone calls you and uh, maybe i'll go you, to game time if someone asks you something like that you assume that they would have the hookup for you right i, oh, you, you, I, oh, you I don't think i don't, think no, no, I don't to think be fair, you, you, i
3: had sorry. already thought I'm of it kidding. you did I, not I, offer I, me yeah we were I, just like hey should we go tomorrow Outrageous. Yeah, but if I hit up
4: Andrew, I'm like, Andrew, let's go to the Clipper game tomorrow night. I'm thinking Andrew would probably assume, oh, TJ must have an extra ticket for. No, me. no.
3: Well, it's phrasing. Phrasing it's matters. Phrasing, it's phrasing matters. It's it. do you want to go with me? Let me, yeah, let me no, go. Let me, let
1: me go back bro. here. No, let me go back to say. my text. <laughs> it's how you say? Um, it's semantics yeah,
4: Let's,
3: now. let's,
0: let's
4: think I want to hear this. Uh, yeah, I want to hear this out. <laughs> As human beings, that is what we're thinking. If I call you and say you want to come to this with me, I think phrasing matters. Here, here it is. So we were texting
1: on Tuesday Where when right when 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 we determined we were working together here. Yep. And, and you just wrote, "I'm looking right here. Riviera on Friday?" question mark.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: That's yeah. a question.
3: Yeah, that's like So that's a question. And I wrote that back
4: not any intent to purchase tickets for anybody.
1: I I wrote back, "Yes, to Riv, you you Uh-oh. gave you. it the heart ch- thing." Ooh. I did. I hearted. Right? I hearted, you hearted I it. I hearted it. it?
4: Right. That's
1: a well,
3: I hearted your affirmation that. Yeah, we're going. Next up should have I been. Mean, will you get me tickets? <laughs>
0: then Brockman would be on the spot. Um, See, that's what you should have done.
1: I was working on tickets. I have a buddy there right now working on tickets. I think we're good, guys. Tiger's got twenty six feet for birdie. Focus. I think we're good.
3: Tiger, 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 Tiger.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think we're good. <laughs> I should also say that the big boss man sitting back there in the control room.
3: I was thinking, he, He's got it, right?
1: Did say, <laughs> I, I know he's listening right now, did say, hey, Friday after the show, <laughs> I'll buy you tickets to RIV. Oh. Oh. Something oh. like that. Riff. I don't know exactly how uh, he phrased it. Phrasing. It phrasing. was something in the lines of, I will take you I got to you. the Genesis Invitational.
4: You know where to park, dude, is a good spot. So you don't have to walk up
3: far. I don't know what that means, Mike. You just—I no, mean, you can also it. park at like you just at, said at
1: Country Mart and, and walk up it's, Allendale. You, to, yeah, you, you can, can do that. Do
4: so you know, you got it. You know where.
1: Lived on the West Side for fifteen years. Okay, There's well, thi- this is the most LA conversation of all time. A parking. Uh, like where to drive for your parking hack? <laughs> really? I mean, this, this is basically an episode of Curb, but not funny.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: Right. Exactly. Anyway, I did watch Curb. I digress. Have you seen the new curb season I have yeah, yeah. all caught up all caught funny up. funny so far it is it is I, although I will argue this I the the concept of being shamed for not buying something and using the bathroom that's a little far-fetched <laughs> like no. you might get a funny look when you walk out of the bathroom
3: I, I think it depends if you, if you're going odd or even you know what I mean Oh
1: it doesn't Quick setup. So Larry David <laughs> is in a store. Um, he's got to go. He says to Leon, I got to go. And he said, "We well, got to buy something. It was Leon who was in there, right, with him, I think? Or was it Jeff yeah, Garland? Yeah, Jeff Leo. Garland was across the street. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. long story short, um, he just goes. And when he comes out, the, the guy at the store says, we well, got to buy something now. That ain't going to happen. Like, Come on, have you? Does that actually happen now? You have to buy something,
3: maybe? At the if it's a higher end store, New York city pl- store, uh, place
4: now you have
1: to buy something,
4: yeah. If you're not eating in restaurants, they don't let you go to, yeah.
1: I understand but I that, you in but day. there's a way around that. There's a way, like because, like, I no longer have shame. If I've, if I've, yeah. you gotta go, you gotta go, That's right? True. Yeah, it, it, just walk confidently, walk, don't stop. Don't stop at go. Don't collect 200 Like, just go. Like, you walk in that front door and you walk confidently to the back of that store, restaurant, or bar. Are they going to tackle you? Once I'm in, I'm in. That door's shut. I don't care anymore. Walk confidently. Now, you do run into trouble if it's like, say, in New York or, yeah. or say, somewhere on the side of the highway where you got to type in a code. That's different. Okay.
6: Total game. walk
1: confidently like half of life is acting confident and walking fast True. yep yeah, yep just walk confident act act like, act like you know
4: where you're, you're yeah. going yeah. like
1: you you want to walk into that club that party that bar like i've said this before like watching like here's my ifb right like how we do the show in television right you put an ifb in and walk confidently <laughs> No one's stopping you. <laughs> Not that I've done that. I, I don't like carrying IFB with me. Hey, let's get into the party. Everyone, wear one of these. I do. Yeah, <laughs> you might. Andrew, that would be the Del Tufo thing. Andrew, yeah. back
4: in Pittsburgh, I once got into a Bone Bone Thugs and Mary Ooh, J. Blige, Blige concert in the Civic Arena simply because I knew the manager. One of their manager's names that someone told me, and I just walked in through the artist entrance and acted like I, I belonged there. I, and I got I, I, got I into have a prayer line with Drew. That's Hill. great now <laughs> that's funny d-r-u <laughs> Drew no, Hill. Drew um, Hill. So i was holding hands yeah, with cisco saying the lord's prayer it was great backing up
1: why anybody would brag about seeing bone thugs in harmony is beyond me
4: because it well are you trying bone to thugs, crap yeah. on bone bro no, i'm actually, sorry i don't I like them the i'm sorry i don't like them cleveland? i know they're from cleveland
1: i just don't oh. like them yeah uh, oh you sorry know, not i, I wasn't so was was a shot at you
4: hip-hop. Last time you were here, don't and now I'm taking that all of that you know? wasn't a shot at you. I'm sorry, well, yeah. I just, not a fan, when, you know. It's, it's not, it, there's just kind of mumbling. 19, I mean, oh
1: man, it's, it's kind of mumbling. I'm sorry, cross not off. a fan. I
4: mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, it I'm just doesn't do it for me. All
4: right, that's a, that. I mean, as a hometown first in a month hip hop group, I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm sorry, you they talk yeah. really
3: fast. Well, yeah,
1: you know. Yeah, coming up next, Chris Brockman previews NBA All Star Weekend. Let's Better hope Lazy Bone didn't, doesn't hear this. <laughs> and that? if he does, see ya, Andrew, sitting in for Rich you know how on the appropriately named Rich Eisen Show.
5: I got a
6: recruiting story. You want to hear a recruiting? Please. Saint Harbaugh's crazy, so I'm recruiting right for Cal. Mm -hmm. Is that fire real?
5: It is definitely not real.
6: So I'm I'm. uh, It's a television set. I'm recruiting back in Minnesota, and it's like January. All right. And it's snow, and it's cold, and everything like that. That's when you were the HC of Cal. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. so we're sitting around at a home visit, right? Family visit. Yeah. So the kids there, the mom and dad, little sisters are there, grandparents are there, and we're just kind of having hot chocolate, right? Yeah. And so um, it's kind of, you know, we're talking about, let's go to Cal, you know, it's great school, (laughs) the best in the world, and all that stuff. Yes. And so when you sit there for several hours, sometimes the conversation's good, and sometimes it drags, all right? So, so it, it started to drag, and I was running out of things to say. <laughs> if you can imagine that. Yeah, right. And so there, it was snowing out, and it was cold, and it was cool. It was just awesome being in there, you know. Mm-hmm. And there was a cat sitting over by the fireplace. Mm-hmm. Right,
5: like, just like, like this fire. Just this like this fire. Fireman. When it
6: was a real fire, Rich. Yeah. And it was a cat, and it was all curled up, and it looked so cozy, so awesome. Yeah. And then conversation was dragging a little bit, and I went ah. Wouldn't you just love to be that cat right now? <laughs> and and everybody looked at the cat, and just as I at, just as everybody looked, it rolled over and started licking himself all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> grandma looked at me like, "What?" <laughs> 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 um, I didn't get that kid. All right, <laughs> it didn't go well after that. <laughs> kind of went downhill. Oh yeah, but that cat. Oh, my God, that cat just kind of screwed me over a little bit. <laughs> he's like,
5: "Well, I mean, it like it' was screwing itself over oh, from what man, you're telling I me. Mean, cozy for a while."
1: And we're back. A couple of minutes to go here on the Rich Eisen Show again. Uh, always grateful for this opportunity. Happy to be here. Uh we are heading into NBA all star weekend it is in indianapolis but what a what a 10 days what a two weeks really for indy they have the nba all-star festivities this weekend and then the entire nfl rolls into town on the 26th two mondays from now for the combine which by the way you can watch on nfl network throughout the week rich daniel jeremiah cast of thousands will be there anyway Saw a cool video, Tyrese Halliburton welcoming everyone into town here. Good pacers, social media, can't put it up here, but it's cool. I will be honest with you, and I'll say this again tomorrow, Chris Brockman is going to be your NBA All-Star Guide (laughs) because I just haven't watched a lot this year, just even less than in years past, right? I mean, normally, eh, I'm watching, I'm watching, then after the NFL season, all right, I'm in. This year, it just didn't happen. So, Chris Brockman. Hey. Do we have NBA? Do we have John Tesh music?
3: You can't can't play play John Tesh.
0: I can't play John Tesh. All right, so the NBA, TJ,
3: help me out here if I miss anything. They're going back to the East (laughs) (laughs) versus West uh, format. So, for the last few years, it's been the captains. Uh, basically being LeBron and Kevin Durant and for the most part. Giannis, I think, was a captain one year. Yeah. Uh, picking teams. Super fun. Super cool. I, I was into that idea. Uh, Adam Silver said, just kind of mix it back up. Get a little more compet- uh, competition going. Back to the East versus West. Love it. Uh, one of the headlines of the weekend is going to be uh, Steph Curry against uh, Sabria Ionesco. Three-point shootout. That's going to be super fun, I think. Uh, the regular three-point contest still going down as normal. This has kind of taken over TJ, I think it's the highlight of All Star Weekend. The three point contest? Yeah, the three point contest. I'm always a big fan. I turned that on
1: Saturday. I always do. It's
3: still still All Star Saturday night. Uh, Dame Willard, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, kind of your headliners. Uh, Looks like Trey Young, Malik Beasley, Jalen Brunson, Carl Anthony Towns, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Lori Markinen also involved. Dunk contest has definitely fallen by the wayside. Uh, Mac McClung, the G-leaguer who came in. You remember him from mm-hmm. YouTube growing yep. up? Uh, he won last year, so he's back to defend the title. He plays for the Osceola Magic right now. Uh, Jalen Brown, kind of the biggest superstar to be in the dunk contest, uh, kind of in a long time. He's involved. Haquez Jr., the rookie, and Jacob Toppin from the Knicks. So those are your four uh, dunk contests. Participants Who is the favorite? Do we have a favorite? Ooh, uh, let's see. Good one. Let me uh, look up the odds real quick. Dunk contest odds for the dunk for the dunk contest for uh, recreational purposes Jacob only. Jacob Toppin is five okay. to one. Jalen Brown plus five twenty five. No love for uh, the defending champ, Mac <laughs> And for the three point shootout, what do you got? Uh, odds on the three point shootout. I think it's uh, a bunch of guys. Oh, sorry, Dame Lillard is plus four seventy five. Halliburton plus five fifty. And that's coming
1: up this weekend in Indianapolis. That's coming up this weekend
3: in Indianapolis. So so that's going to be
1: pretty fun. We had Devin Booker tossed after like five minutes. Yeah, two quick tees. Two quick tees. For Book. Welcome to the ref show. And um, in a story that... The
3: Knicks uh, Knicks situation is still pending. Uh, If you saw the end of that game the other night, Jalen Brunson got absolutely hosed on a call. But what's pending? Against the Rockets. Like, what could they... Like, there Uh, is no relief. they, they, They... Am I wrong? They filed a protest officially, and I would expect them to win that. But what what is the relief? Uh, I think they replay the game from that point in time. They pick it right back up. So the Knicks would be up two with a few seconds left. I imagine they have to restart that game and then try to finish it. So
1: the next time these two teams play, they have to finish the game.
3: And then they'll start the new one.
1: Kind of like a baseball thing. Like so. you could finish the last I two innings so. of a game the next time you're in town.
3: I know odds are slim. There's only been, I think I saw eight ever overturned uh, or, or successful protest in the history of the NBA, but I got to imagine they win this one. That was really bad. Especially it was awful. When the two minute report came out later that night, they admitted that they blew it and that Brunson didn't touch uh, was it Dylan Brooks at all? So I, I got to imagine this is going to be overturned.
1: I-, I will say this. The NBA with their um, post-game reports, they are, they're ahead of everyone with the other leagues when it comes to saying, yep, nope, we screwed up. Shouldn't have been that. Yeah. Shouldn't have been that. Um, and, I- and I think the other sports and that includes the NFL would be better served baseball as well. I
3: mean, they undermine their officials kind of all the they, time they do. with these two-minute reports. And I, and I know the officials don't like it. Transparency is a good thing sure. here, especially when a lot of people think, you know, now that gambling is everywhere, uh, these betting partners, that they think a lot of these games are
1: rigged. Look, we have StatCast, we have we have pitch track in baseball where you can look at it on your phone and 10 seconds later if with the MLB app, know that that ball was really outside by three feet and Angel yep. Hernandez blew it. Okay? You <laughs> can I, do that immediately, <laughs> but baseball doesn't come out and Say no, nope, no, 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 no. That that should have been ball four. Yeah. Should have forced in the winning run. Baseball doesn't do that. I would love to see baseball do that. Would love to get to a world where football does that as well. It's not going to happen. Period.
3: And one last one leftover thought from the Super Bowl. It was really refreshing that the officials were not a story nope. that we weren't coming in on Monday Good. like last yes. year and talking about how they blew a huge call in the last two minutes. Totally that was, agree. That was really refreshing. We're Bill back. Vinovich and crew did a great job.
1: I agree. Yep. yep. We're back tomorrow uh, with the Tiger update with an NBA All-Star preview with more detail than the one we just gave you. Chris Brockman, Michael Del TJ Jefferson, I'm Andrew. See ya.